Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Illuminati Podcast. As always, my name is Mike. Oh, I forgot to say the episode number. What oh the fuck? Oh, my God, you just broke your own system. Episode oh number no! 238. Ah! As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by no, my... We've already turned off the podcast now. It's pointless. Why even bother? You re- you didn't say the number. Oh, fuck. Joined, as always, by my pet hamster and the stray dog that ate it, Jesse and Alex. What is the new thing that you say something crazy and then there really is an anecdote behind it. Do I, do I, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I, the mystery is part of the charm. I feel like, I feel like there's no mystery here. I feel like you had a dog and then it ate the hamster <laughs> or a dog ate your hamster. Did that occur? I'm going to say yes, because it makes your life a little more interesting. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And also, and more sad. I found a hundred dollars that day. Oh, too. So uh, it, it, it helps you it know, helped curb the sting of the loss of Zippy. When God eats a hamster, he opens his wallet. That's what they say. Did you say Zippy? Yeah. I am the hamster. I am taking that mantle. <laughs> I am the stray mutt yeah, that there you go. nibbled on Alex a little bit too just, much. You know what I taste like? I'm like when you give, you know, like Hamon Iberico, you feed him just acorns. <laughs> what? I want to keep talking about ham as much as I can every episode. You really are, are that guy now. Huh? Ever since let's ever since let's get haunted was on, I, my ham, my ham, my hamminess has been unlocked. Well, it was when we were on, we were on their show. Yes, we went on their show, and That's you were saying. like, "I'm the ham guy." It's true. I mean, it's not not true. I don't. And we, I did, we also I discovered don't, he we, was a Disney adult. Look, oh, I'm not yeah, a Disney adult. I don't wake up. I'm, I'm not a Disney adult. That's abuse. Yeah, you are. No. I, uh, yeah. I haven't been to Disneyland in like four years. You uh, are a I, closeted Disney adult. You don't want people to know. You're a little worried that people will judge you. But listen, bro, you know more about Disney than any other human being I know. <laughs> Everybody with a brain like mine got an encyclopedic knowledge of something that they didn't expect around the time of their coming of age. And I did Disneyland, the Titanic, and World War II. Okay? What is what is the uh, the age you're referring to? It's just... Like 12, 12, 12 to 12 to 18 video games, aliens, U.S. history. <laughs> Those are my three big ones. Mine were like uh, boobies, ladies, boobies. boobies? Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. 12. Right? Oh, yeah. I was coming into my yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Boobies. Yeah. yeah no you way. know me. 12 years old. A little boobies. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like, uh, I don't know. A little depression. <laughs> All those. Like, wasn't until I hey. discovered battle.net chat rooms that I worried about boobies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Alex? How's how you doing today? Well, folks, here we are again. Welcome back to part two of our episode on dreams, which I don't really call mine. Because again, just to remind you, in case you forgot the magical realism of last week, this one was kind of a collab with the real Chiluminati. And as such, uh, this episode was supported by some of the org approved educational modules about dreams. Uh, and weirdly, a lot about what movies they screen at their yearly super secretive New Year's party. I don't know what part of the story that is i have not been invited to one of those parties i don't know if either of you have i personally have not but speaking of support to support us head on over to patreon.com slash pod like always uh where not only is there all kinds of great stuff you get in return like ad free episodes mini sods art from the perfect and cool studio electro access to the pre-release archive of our movie review show rotten popcorn and more key 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 and more also can i at the top 
the new t-shirt dropped from from Mel that we have Very on the cool. Yeti.com slash Illuminati. Oh yeah. It is sick. It is just oh yeah. Absolutely awesome. Go check that shit out. It's, perfect and cool are the perfect adjectives for this. Yes. The, you have to go check out the shirt. It's the shirt that you want if you like the Illuminati show. Not not only do you get all that stuff, but you are also added uh to some sort of like it's not like the no fly list. It's like the wood chill with list uh on the official re- registry of the Illuminati database. So Instead of not being allowed on airplanes, you are allowed to hang out with the Chiluminati. Isn't that cool? Is that not cool? Did I did I mess it up by mentioning the no-fly list? If not, just DM us and we'll send a uh, sleep memory retrieval team to you in the dream realm overnight. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's stop being obtuse for a second. Alex. Uh, and we'll talk. Yeah. Dream, we're about to get into dreams, right? Yes, so this is imperative, important, and completely involved with this episode. Over sure. the, the past week... We actually got, and I haven't gotten an email from them yet, but they, they tweeted us on uh, on, tw- on Twitter about it. Uh, a guy who said he was in a coma for four months, and he had a lived two years of an entirely separate life in those four months, and he has like a whole ass story about it. So hopefully we hear from him in the emails. He did tweet at us about it. That is interesting. Absolutely wild. I, I, I do wonder if there's a difference between like, what happens in a, to a brain in a coma? I mean, there's got to be different kinds of comas and stuff. So yeah. I don't know, I, but I just found that interesting. Like, uh, there is a firsthand experience. Did I ever tell you about the greatest thing that ever happened to me ever at uh, Blockbuster Video when I worked there? That uh, I was I was working the register one day at like in like the like the dead hours of like midday, and uh, this lady, like two older ladies, came in uh, together, and they were like friends, and uh, she was like, "Hey, uh, so I just got out of a coma." <clears throat> that I was in for 10 you years. You did say this, yes. What did I miss? And I was like, ah. And I just like, that was my day. What a great day. Yeah. But uh, I would love to hear any coma story. I, I am so like, as I'm going deeper into this, like this subject, I, I'm just so interested in how the brain works. And it seems like, you know, the more that we think about perception and how much perception seems to affect reality, yeah. like, I don't know. Something about dreams seems even more wild to me. Uh, there was a post yesterday too uh, about who somebody who scientifically broke down what salvia does to the brain. I saw that. That was great. Which is awesome. And, you know, TLDR is essentially like we don't know, but we think it's a dopamine overload. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute. No, don't no worries about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. it may not be part of this episode, uh, which I heavily b- built up as a surprise later in my script. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, Dean no, can edit that though. You know what? No, I mean? it's okay. We can just leave it just like this. Uh, and uh, yeah. Anyway, no more obtuse stuff. <laughs> I threw you off. I'm so sorry. No, this it's man good. just went just, and uh, yeah. <laughs> no, my 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 iCloud uh, my iCloud froze and I, I needed to. I, it, it wasn't <laughs> scrolling for a minute, but now we're back. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to stop being obtuse for a second and talk about my personal unnecessary secret code thing I've been teasing for the last half year. The pace <laughs> yeah. of this is starting to pick up, so I know I don't want you guys to get whiplash, but quickly, hey, I've got it all figured out now. Uh, it's the eight H's leading to episode H8. So far, we've had hidden heavyweights and horse, and this two-parter about dreams is head, obviously, and so far, all the clues have matched up perfectly to the topics. And since our last four are hello, huge, him again, and hero, it should be fairly simple for someone on the subreddit to guess at least one of them before it comes out, right? Uh, and also, because the Chiluminati have a flair for the theatrical, they also want me to share that some element of the first part of this episode 
could be considered a dream premonition for episode H8, which means it's now also possible to make an informed guess about what that episode is going to be about, too, which is extra meaningful now because I finally figured out what I'm actually building that episode up into. So now you get it. There's clues. Uh, also, this is a little trigger warning for you guys. This episode has some discussion of travel disasters, violence, and a kid that we will identify with briefly as part of one of the stories as the main character dies at one point. You have been warned. There's a dead kid in here. Proceed with caution. Uh, anyway, <laughs> patreon.com slash Chiluminati pod. Uh, please care about my <laughs> dumb half-baked ARG shit. Uh, and finally, uh, the Chiluminati always encourage lecturers to begin with a relevant personal anecdote. So I'll start by revealing that after I learned that in 2012, the New Year's Eve party included a screening of Michael Shannon's movie, Take Shelter, in which a man has dreams foretelling an apocalyptic disaster, I watched the movie uh, and ended up Googling whether or not anyone actually has dreams that predict the future. What and New I, Year's Eve party? The Chiluminati New Year's Eve party. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the dude. one in 2012. Yeah. The one in 2012. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Right. Uh, Take Shelter was a big movie. Sometimes I wonder if what you're saying is crazy, but then I remember you made up an alternate reality yeah. in which we've been around since 2012, in which case cool well, yeah i'm not it's just the show the chiluminati's been around here's the thing we are there we're their branding arm. right no we're i forgot really i forgot that was good, you know what no i take get, shelter take shelter came out in 2011 page. in september of september of 2011 they got a pre-release copy uh at the right, news party the in 2012 no no yeah, I they can, have their ways i don't know it all checks out i just yeah. needed a little explanation because they hit me with that uh, memory eraser frequently. No, I know it's 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 a it's a wild ride. No, all right, okay, okay. That's cool, why you're cool, the cool. skeptic that you are. Actually, it makes yeah. sense he, with all the evidence that he's been presented over the years as a member of the Chiluminati. Yeah, Will Smith shows up and he zaps me. Yeah, like, Will Smith, what are you doing here? And he's like, had to get out of the house, man. Zap, and that's <laughs> it. And I'm I'm so bored, man. I don't know why I remember that bit, but uh, you know what are you gonna do? So anyway, I had this premonition. I was I was checking to see if anybody had had dream premonitions. And I ended up Googling, and I found a post on Quora uh, from four years ago, which Jesse's going to read for us uh, right now, uh, by someone called Kenzie. So here's that for you right here. Just want to point out for the record, I absolutely believe nothing that was ever posted on Quora. That place sucks. That place is so here's stupid. the deal. This episode is about dreams, okay? This is literally about something that already exists in the imagination. <laughs> so there's no way. If you would have said literally any other website, you could have been like on 4chan. I'd be like a little bit more credible. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Currently, I am 16. <laughs> Me too. I dream almost every night. And about two times a month, my dreams come true. I sound crazy when I tell people and I try to research why I may, uh, why it may be happening, but I can't find anything that would explain why it may be happening. I read that having a dream, my alter actions, oh boy, and what I decide to do, but the th this is, <laughs> I read that having a dream my alter actions. I think it, I think it says might, might. And what I decide to do, but the things I predict are never anything I can alter with my actions. Okay. Got through that one. All right. One example would be a dream that I had about three days ago. 
I was at dinner with my friend, and I had completely forgot the dream until the waiter brought the check. In the, that second, everything was exactly how I dreamed it. My friend and the waiter were there, waiting. What? My friend and the waiter were waiting what they wore. I think wearing. In the dream, and the waiter was the exact person I had dreamed of. The waiter out the check down <laughs> in the exact spot. And my friend said the same thing, exact thing. Oh, I wonder what this one came out to be. I didn't even look at the check. And I asked her the amount, if the amount was 1973. And it was. This stuff happens to me all the time. And I don't know what it means. So we have this incredibly realized. I stand by my initial statement, by the way. I we just, have this incredibly realized 16-year-old uh, character that we've met here on Quora, who is going through life, experiencing basically deja vu, but with the added twist of being right about things they could never have any knowledge of. Which when is was exciting. this posted? Do you, do you know? Uh, this was posted, I believe, in 2000. 14. All right. I was going to say this is a heavy indictment of the public school system here in the United States, but I guess it's always been bad. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I, and I'm from California, so I really know. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, here's a top. Here's the top answer to that Quora inquiry uh, for Mathis to read from someone going by Vijaya Vaishnavi Narayan. Here you go. You are incredibly lucky. There are very few dream explorers who have such focused dreams. I am a lucid dreamer for seven years, and I don't have such consistent luck with the future in my dreams. You are not going nuts, but you should ground yourself with reality checks since uh, such dreams may be setting off a fear of the future in you. Also, you may be having disturbing sleep or sleep apnea because the fear does not let us breathe sometimes. Relax your subconscious security. How? By following techniques given by Oneironauts. Go easy on your dream journals. Travel more to get more creative inputs, watch plays and theatrical performances, watch children's videos. The innocence helps us heal. Street theater is a good way to go. You may want to do something creatively expressive like paint or emote. Dream on. So first of all, very interesting advice for how to deal with predicting the future. I don't really know what the advice has to do with predicting the future. And really, the person is just kind of like asking why they're predicting the future and this person's like travel more can i say i am i'm close with somebody and i don't want to put their name out there in case they don't want to be you know seen as uh insane um but they are a lucid dreamer as well and uh, for years they they are and they don't predict the future that's not like anything they dream about but their dreams are consistent in that there's an like for whatever reason there's like an ongoing weird war that they are you know part of or like see when they're there and weird occurrences of speaking with people who know they're in dreams, but they don't know they are, but uh, they know they're in a dream, but other people don't know. And it's like consistent and the details are there. They keep a dream journal. Very fucking fascinating. I don't know if it means anything, but I'm curious if there's anybody out there that has similar style, like weird dream war thing happening. I don't know, but it's a, uh, it's bizarre. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the interesting thing, right? That actually ties to one of the words that, you may have noticed in there that Mathis kind of like paused before he read because it's kind of a weird word. Yeah. That word is oneronauts. Oneronauts. Um, oneronauts, if you break it down, comes from the Greek oneros, on, oneiros, which means dream, and not, which means like sailor or explorer or traveler. Uh, and it literally just means people who like 
take extra care in paying attention to and or influence their personal dreams. Uh, in this case, usually on some kind of like conscious basis, uh, kind of like as a hobby or even like some kind of weird obsession, like the idea of traveling through dreams and experiencing dreams in some kind of conscious way. That's an oneironaut, a nironaut, whatever you want to call it. A lot of the stuff we went into yesterday, uh, or what do we want? What do you want to call it? Last week falls into the realm of the oneironaut, like like lucid dreaming, which you were just talking about, uh, dream walking, dream telepathy. Uh, but as I looked into more words with the oniro prefix, uh, the one that really caught my attention was the word oniromancy, uh, which I figured could be like either sexy or magical. So uh, completely on my own time. Both. Yeah, both. Actually, that's the answer. I went deep. Lost a couple nights sleep over it until, ironically, perhaps overdramatically, I found myself in a state of something that I'll describe as what I imagine onirophrenia to be like, uh, which, in case you were wondering, is defined by Wikipedia as, quote, a hallucinatory dreamlike state caused by several conditions such as prolonged sleep deprivation, sensory deprivation, or drugs, often beginning with the inability to focus on things. It is considered a schizophrenia-like acute form of psychosis, which remits in about 60% of cases within a period of two years. Pretty crazy. Um, uh, and, that was, and that was crazy that I just randomly looked all this up for myself as part of this story that I've concocted. Because honestly, the very next day, I got the DM from the Chiluminati, the real mm -hmm. Chiluminati, about doing this dream world training slash recruitment slash not actually recruitment slash more like gentle encouragement to join our organization episode thing. And I thought that was perfect because the very first module in today's lesson is actually called what is oniromancy. So that's exactly what I'm going to get into right now. What is right. oniromancy? Going and back to the I Greek. spec into it? Yeah. Going back to the Greek. We know oniro means dream. Uh, but now I'll tell you that mancy comes from manteia, which means like prophecy. Which makes oniromancy? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller. I've seen that movie. Exactly. It is a form of divination or predicting <laughs> the future involving dreams manifesting in all kinds of various forms across the globe. Uh, according to Wikipedia, some of the oldest writing we have on the topic comes from Sumeria in about 3100 BC, which is for humans a long fucking time ago in the, in the scale of civilization. Uh, and the writing came at a Again, time. What was that? Sumerians were like ancient in a way that like Egypt is ancient to us today in a way. Yeah. They're like a thousand years older than the ancient Egyptians. Yeah. Uh, it's like Mesopotamian stuff. There's stories um, of like people coming across those ancient cities that are just like ghost towns, but like huge walls, huge cities and just no, like nobody there back in like, you know, more in like the 1700s era. When it was like Lord of the Rings still going on. Yeah, out yeah, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely <laughs> insane. I have no idea. I, I Can you imagine like. Breath of the Wild, discovering a like, ghost town, yeah, of a Babylon, city. yeah. The writings uh, about oniromancy uh, came at a time where often kings and generals were regularly and seriously looking to dreams as a form of guidance or messaging from divine, uh, like divine or mystical sources. Uh, the Mesopotamian notion was that in dreaming, some part of the soul actually left the body while you were sleeping and traveled to 
whatever place uh, the dreams were occurring in or the realm where those dreams were occurring, if it was like a more fantasy place. Uh, and oftentimes in a lot of the cultures, good dreams came from like gods. They're like godly and bad dreams were more like a demonic thing. Um, and when I say people saw it as very important, I mean that around 2130 BC, King Gudea of the city-state Lagash rebuilt an entire temple to the god Ningirisu and spent actual like public resources on it because he just had a dream that he needed to do it. Um, and I mean that Gilgamesh has prophetic dreams in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, and I mean that in around 860 BC, King uh, Ashurna Serpal II of Assyria built a temple to the god Mamu, who might possibly even be the god of dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was even a compendium, uh, compendium of 11 stone tablets uh, the Iskar Zakiku, if you want to forgive my pronunciation of that, uh, which has to be mangled, uh, which uses all kinds of fun, punny language to help you divine the meaning of dreams in the, so- in the same kind of like casual, half literary, half amateur, psychoanalytical way Jesse kind of does. Um, and to give you an example of what I mean uh, about these little sayings, here's some for Jesse to read for you right now. Here's the first one. And you can we can kind of discuss what they mean. Sure. This is fortune cookie level. You yeah. are incredibly lucky. No, no. Next one. No, the next uh, next one down. Oh, if a man dreams, he is eating a raven. He will have income. Yeah. So if a man dreams, he's eating a raven. If a man dreams, he's eating a raven, he will have income, right? He will have income. But that doesn't make sense in our our language. But if you sure. look at the translation for Raven, you see that the ra- the translation for Raven is Arbu, and you see that the translation for income is Irbu. So it's like a pl- like it's like a it rhymes in the actual language, and it's like a fun. It's like it's got like a fun tone, right? So if the man dreams he's eating a Raven, if a man dreams he's eating Arbu, he will have Irbu, right? That's kind of what the vibe is, right? So here's another one for you. See if we can pull out the meaning of this one. For Jesse to read. If a man dreams he's eating human flesh, Saru, then he will have great riches, Saru. I need to start dreaming of cannibalism. So basically the same message as the raven message, but this one just is a different pun. Maybe it means that if you eat anything, you get rich. Like maybe eating means gaining, you know, I don't know. Mm. Uh, But we can test that theory. Uh, with this last one for Jesse to read, which is, you know, a little different. If someone has given him wood, he shall have no rival. Again, it's just a play on words. It's another. Yeah. Mihiru, Mihiru and Mariu. It, like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's given him wood, he shall have no rival. All right. So like, yeah. So there's like, it, this one is not so sensical. It's more of like a guide. It feels more like almost like, like tarot. Or something like that, where it's just a little bit more like, this means this. And here's like the ways that it can mean this, but like, there's not really any logical system behind it beyond the like. Like my dream interpretations. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly yeah. like that. It's like, it's like there's, there's logic to it, but it's not necessarily tied to some rubric or something like that. You know, uh, in other parts of the world, we know like, for example, that the Bible has cases of an aromancy in it, like. When Joseph, as in the dream coat Joseph, dreams of the future, interprets the Pharaoh's dreams, right? It's kind of like Oniromancy. Uh, or when Joseph, as in the Jesus Joseph, is told not to be afraid of marrying his wife, Mary. He's like being told about how the future is going to be in his dreams, right? Um, 
But if you want something even more obvious, uh, in ancient Greece, uh, refer- we can refer to the Oniromancer Atermidorius' five-book treatise, the Oniro-Critica, which he wrote sometime in the second century AD. Uh, according to Wikipedia, quote, the first three volumes were intended for the general public, providing an encyclopedic treatment of the subject matter of dreams. And the remaining two volumes were written for private use of the author's son, a novice dream interpreter, which sounds honestly like the first act of a Doctor Who episode. But I also just love it as a detail because I love that there was like a trade of like dream divining and that this guy was like, my boy, when I die, you must know how to interpret dreams, which to me means he took it fucking serious, right? Sure. You know what I mean? Like if you're writing your, your kid a book, you believe this shit, right? So maybe that's something to consider as we go forward. Okay. Um, here's the first of a couple quotes from this guy, uh, uh, a Termidorius, uh, that I'll have Mathis read for you. This is the first quote from him okay. that we'll read right now. I did not rely upon any simple theory of probabilities, but rather on experience and the testimony of actual dream fulfillments. Yeah. So he seemed, like I said, he kind of, it, it does not seem like he's like a scam artist in his in his in his positioning himself as a dream diviner like it seems that the people in this culture take this to be a serious thing according to experts uh one thing that was interesting about this book was that it sort of allowed for like the theory in it allowed for various people's lives to have an effect on which symbols stand for which things in their dreams like just like you know like a fisherman's shit is gonna all be ocean themed kind of deal yeah which i think is like pretty clever and insightful for somebody who is working with so little modern knowledge. Um, and in the parts written to his son, he explains that learning as much about the subject as possible is key to good dream interpretation and that leaning on how they feel about every separate element in it is the path to understanding their dreams, which honestly, I feel like Jesse is like pretty much along the lines of what you, your theories for interpreting dreams too, right? I mean, yeah. For the most part, like, you're not like, oh, a raven, you're getting rich, period. You're like, well, what are you? You're a fucking security guard, so maybe the raven means, you know, outside the security building. You know, you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to tell the story. You're trying to uh, profile the person. Right, 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 right. I mean, obviously, you don't have Arbu, so you're not going to get no. that Irbu, boy. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. If you want that Irbu, you got to get that Arbu. That's like dream interpretation one. Eat that living bird if you want that money. Um, right. But like I said, the first three books are uh, like for everyone. Uh, first one's about the body. Uh, here's a quote from it, from Mathis, to give you an idea of the type of stuff that's in there. All tools that cut and divide things in half signify disagreements, factions, and injuries. Tools that smooth out surfaces predict an end to enmities. He's still saying that there's like rules. Like he's saying like a lot of the time, and this is something that we often talk about in dreams too. Like, sure. you know, when we dream of us as kids, we're like, oh, we're talking about our childhood psyche, stuff like that. So like, He's he's providing room for it. Anything that cuts, you know, maybe uh, like I said, like somebody who's a fisherman might have a f- like a fish knife, or somebody who's a warrior might have a, a sword or whatever, right? But they're all things that cut, so it's like that's kind of the vibe. Um, second book is about natural objects, uh, animals, and the weather. Uh, here's a quote uh, for Mathis from chapter twelve of that book about how animals should be treated in dreams, which I love. There is an affinity between all wild animals and our enemies. A wolf signifies a violent enemy. A fox indicates that the enemy will not attack openly, but will plot underhandedly. So yeah, so any animal he's saying is like a symbol of like what's against you, which is kind of interesting. Um, Mm. 
and the third book is miscellaneous. Uh, so Wikipedia has no quotes. Uh, but they do go on to explain that there are also 95 case studies from real life that uh, this guy had that uh, the dream predictions actually came true. So do with that information what that will as we move into our next short module, which is called Oneirogens. Okay. Uh, so first of all, what are Oneirogens? Going back to the Greek, Oneiro again means dream, and gen here means to create. Uh, which in the case of the word oneirogens refers specifically to substances or stimuli which which are meant to produce or enhance dream states and dream consciousness, uh, which according to Wikipedia is, quote, characterized by an immersive dream state similar to REM sleep, which can range from realistic to alien or abstract, right? Now, I want to make clear, according to the Chiluminati official this is right. an optional module uh but i decided to include it anyway because a it's short b it's interesting and c there's a fun completely surprise payoff from the last episode that we're going to get into right now that you have no idea what it is okay, mr tease and that has not been mentioned at any other point during this episode there's literally tons of onirogens out there there's mugwort uh binaural beats can induce dream states uh mexican kalea uh, meditation, sleep deprivation, uh, the African dream bean. Wait, what? The African dream bean? Is that like the cousin of the Boston baked bean boy? The African dream bean, we'll get to in a minute because okay. holy shit. Uh, there's also the African dream root. Um, I think any ASMR is a very, per- is, I think ASMR actually genuinely is like, would be on this list also, to be, to be real. Uh, especially like. like uh, but like which one? The ones where it's like, I made a pancake or is it the ones that's like, <laughs> like which one i bet you both are useful i bet you both are useful but i bet you you can literally find if you went on youtube right now like uh success words for good ideation on your dreams what about like pokemon card openings like pack openings asmr i really need to get a charizard like, do you think that could unlock my, my mental capacity? For the first time, ASMR just worked on me. If you're talking about the Oniro Critica, right? If you, I've, if you are like Logan Paul and you visualize the Charizard card as like the pinnacle of like all luxury items, right? Maybe that does mean that for you. You know what I mean? Maybe, but also what if it's just like saying the word charizard unlocks the fire within you bro. are you talking about like on a pragmat like on a literal level i don't know about that i don't know about literal but what i mean if we did in the dream world i could see it full episode where we talked oh my god about aliens like this <laughs> i don't think i don't think that i have the voice for it i I, I I feel like maybe Mathis does. What? Give it a shot. Get, try. I don't have the vocal fry. I don't. I don't have Alex. the like pleasant vocal fry. Come on. I can't give it talk. a shot. I can't get my voice to that. No. You, yeah. No. You're right. Sounds like a pervert. You're right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mine no. sounds like 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 an amateur phone sex operator who has like <laughs> a a line that he runs from like a sticker that he puts on a pole himself. Yeah. No. <laughs> For a yeah. good party line call alex's phone number it's me in that commercial with kate from lost (laughs) (laughs) that's the best trivia in the world period anyway african dream bean uh but the one i wanted to touch on first is the one we flirted with a bit last week so let's start with the surprise total surprise payoff 
Here's a little ask and you shall receive Salvia Divinorum update for Jesse to read uh, from a friend of the show whose username you may recognize from another episode we did recently. Here you go, Jesse. Here's that post right here. How Salvia interacts with the brain to cause dissociative hallucination. A very brief explanation by Barfus the Great. Hello, my fellow Terluminots. In the most recent episode, episode 237, Dream Invaders Part 1, the boys ask what Salvia does to the brain that makes it so damn crazy. To break this down into easy-to-digest form, I'm going to talk about two key players in the brain when a person ingests Salvia. Salvinorin A, or Sal-A, and Kappa Opioid Receptor, or CORE. They sound like Tron characters. Sal-A is a psychotropic molecule found in Salvia Divinorum. Take down the firewall, Sal. I can't do that, Core. (laughs) Take down the firewall, Sal-A, or I'm going to call Sal-B. I can't do that, Core. (laughs) And is similar to other hallucinogens, such as DMT, psilocybin, and mescaline. However, it's interestingly different from these other hallucinogens because it highly prefers to bind with uh, to core versus other opioid receptors. It isn't an alkaloid due to its lack of nitrogen and doesn't act like other hallucinogens, which act as a serotonin antagonist. This means that Sal-A doesn't cause hallucinations by other activating a uh, person's serotonin response but rather through a more distinct molecular pathway. These unique properties make SA and its effects so different relative to other psychotropic drugs. How SA, or how Sal-A, causes its intense hallucinations is still unclear, but the, these, uh, there is evidence that core regulates dopamine transmission by indirectly increasing the uptake of extracellular dopamine. This happens because core and dopamine transporter happened to be next to each other on nerve terminals and exist at as a physical complex. There, you got, Hi, everyone. Hi, it's Jesse Cox. <laughs> you got to help me. Please reread what you post. You got to help me all day today. Alex has been like, here, read this. And words are next to words that shouldn't be there. And I got to read it and act like I'm doing a thing. And everyone's going to be on like, does Jesse know how to read? Is he illiterate? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to decipher <laughs> what you're saying to me. <laughs> help Jesse, me out. Guys, this is head to patreon.com slash chillmanitypod. <laughs> to let everyone know that Jesse's not illiterate. Uh, we can... We could really I use feel that. like I am. We could really. Yo, every time there's something to read, they give me the one that's like got words that don't even. It's got words, bro. It's got, like, don't even have meanings next to things. <laughs> and I'm really like, what is help. going on? We, any, any little bit helps, guys. Patreon.com slash Pod. This happens because core and dopamine transporter happened to be next to each other on nerve terminals and exist at is as a physical complex. This means that when Sal-A binds to core, it affects the function of dopamine transport. Research in schizophrenia has shown that high levels of dopamine in the limbic system plays a major role in hallucinations and and delusions. This is confirmed with treatment of central dopamine activity blockers, which reduce hallucinations. While nature of Sal-A in the brain is unclear, we can postulate 
that it may induce a brief psychosis in the user by binding to cop R and temporarily flooding brain with dopamine. During this dopamine overload, the user experiences intense hallucinations until the body is able to bring everything back to equilibrium. There's a lot more on this topic, especially when discussing core and its role in consciousness, addiction, pain, and overall role in the brain. But I want to try and keep this post on the shorter side and not lose myself doing a deep dive while writing a full review. And I do want to say that other than a few typos in the grammatical error of type, this guy really <laughs> put in the work to write a nice uh, a little thing for he us He did a here. great job. Don't listen to Jesse. It actually, it actually has like peer-reviewed sources cited on the actual post and um, i'm a former teacher i appreciate yeah. it yeah however i'm docking points that's like a, this is like an 89 i'm not gonna give you the a yeah this is an 89 i get it good work b plus though i get it You're, but they are a gentleman and a scholar and we i do thank them for their i'm time. not saying otherwise i'm just saying no, I, that's just in my script that i wrote that has nothing i'm to do just with saying you're said. gonna you're gonna get your 3.0 out your like you'll get a 3.8 yeah maybe you're graduating you're getting out of the school yeah Chiluminati Academy Academies. Yeah, you'll graduate. You're but accepted. you know I got it. You know I got to knock some points. Yeah. Yeah. You you do I mean, the, you know. Do, I mean, hey, you know. You did better than the Quora post, which is hey, all I can ask. It is a bar. Uh, also, as a follow-up, uh, here's a post from Mathis to read from the 2005 shroomery.org forums where user Mr. Molotov of the Ganja Patrol actually <laughs> reports on a case of Salvia Divinorum <laughs> causing an apparent case of accurate oniromancy, okay? So time out, time out. Before you post this, before you give it to this man to read, I need you, I need you to know, I need you to know, uh, Barfus the Great, that if the bomb patrol guy, no, has Ganja been, Patrol, if the Ganja Patrol guy has like better sentence structure, I'll be so disappointed in the world. You don't, I'll be your, so your disappointed. View, don't worry, your, your worldview will live another day, Jesse. Okay, good. good. Your worldview will live another day. Here's Mr. Molotov of the Gonsha Patrol. <laughs> now that we know now that we know what the what 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 Salvia does to the brain, we can consider that during this experience, this man was having what is likely a dopamine overload that was so extreme that it's like completely dissociative. Like almost like psychosis is what he said, right? Yep. So uh, here is that. Hey, on Wednesday night, I smoked a huge bowl of salvia, 20x extract, and had a total out-of-body ethnogenic experience, and had several premonitions about what would happen this Thanksgiving. Well, two of them came true. Someone ran me off the road, and I got messed up. My GF left me. It was strange, because in my trip, I saw someone riding my scooter crash and burn, and then I had visions of my GF fading out of my arms. And the next day, both of those things happened. What do you mean, well, I guess, breaking up, fading out of your arms? It's symbolic, yeah. Yeah. Any of you ever have any kind of experience? It's pretty intense. I was in my bathtub and felt like I was put in a cage. And these beings were trying to get me out from the back, but I escaped from the door and found myself laying in a puddle of water after it wore off. The only things I hate about Salvia, it's expensive around here. And the smoke tastes like shit. Blech. He did type out black, so it so wasn't just an ad lib. This guy... Did this guy did a hit of salvia, had a hallucination of someone riding a scooter, crashing and burning, and then saw his girlfriend fade out of his arms. And then the next day went to Thanksgiving and crashed on a scooter and his girlfriend broke up with him. I mean, hey, that's certainly uh, an interpretation of your dream coming true. 
Like, on the one hand, you can go online and you can write anything down that you want, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, like, this is a forum for drug users. Like, this guy's going to write this. Like, there's doesn't really make him look good or bad. He probably got hurt. It seems like he doesn't have a girlfriend anymore. I don't know. I, I think there's something interesting about that. Like, if we think about it in terms of, can you have so much dopamine in your body that you start to predict the future? That's why I have ADHD. To prevent me from predicting the future so the dopamine isn't getting binded to its right place that's what adhd is we jesse if you have adhd too we're just both suppressed oracles that's not true i make predictions all the time that turn out to be correct Dude, if it's if we're talking specifically about star wars uh media i'm like the genius of all geniuses but here's the thing <laughs> I didn't dream it. I just used context clues to guess it based on what I know about same. the world. Absolutely same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know how to write a story. So I absolutely am like, oh, this yeah. is what's going to happen. And you also know what corporations are trying to do. But I'm not going to stop you from calling me Coxtradamus. We can make this happen. <laughs> me and my mom both had a dream one time that our friend's mom died on a cruise ship, but it didn't happen. So I don't know. But that happened one night. I don't know. Uh, but before we move on uh, to the next mon- uh, module, just because it's so fun to me, I really, just for a second, I want to go back to the African dream bean for a second. Uh, yes. I'm going to show you a picture of it, and then I want you guys to let me know how it rates to compared to what you were imagining. Um, but first, here's a quote from the comments of that picture uh, for Jesse to read from user Douche Nozzle. Uh, to get God you ready, uh, to get everybody ready for what we're about to see. Maybe the African dream bean is what the bean boy sees when he smokes too much weed. Maybe. Or when he smokes illegal nugs. <laughs> anyway, let's try. <laughs> the best there. part about this is I just know this dude <laughs> was so high when he posted it. All right. <clears throat> I got to get in character. Douche nozzle? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> this is my douche nozzle. So relieved. For a minute, I thought I was browsing r slash what is this bug and was going to go catatonic, man. (laughs) All right. So that's Douche Nozzle. And here's the African Dream Bean. Go ahead and have a click. Have a look. Let the people know what we're looking at here, what we're dealing with. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now that I see this, what is this bug is hilarious. (laughs) That would scare the fuck out of me. (laughs) Yeah, I would be terrified. It was like a four, four foot, maybe five foot tall, giant looking like green bean motherfucker yeah imagine a green bean but it's the size of a human yeah you know what are those things called trilobites those big like imagine a pea pod but brown the size of a human yeah Yeah. it's huge uh and now uh here is the this is the uh entata reedy entata i think it's what it's called uh here is the user testimonial from user lambda on the effects of the dream bean from 2018 for jesse to read uh, from a very interesting website that I recently discovered called arrowid.org, uh, where people post their experiences with various substances uh, for a cause somewhere between science and gonzo journalism. So here's a little piece for you from the guy who tried the African dream bean. I received a freebie of 40K at uh, 40X extract and Tata Reedy powder and a package I ordered recently and decided to give it a shot last night. I haven't had much or any luck with, how do you say, Orneorigens? You've been saying it all day. Uh, Oneirogens. Oneirogens. Also, there's a word in this one that you you just need to censor. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll do that. In the past, Mugwort, Datura, and Kalia, I assume, 
yeah. both sweet and bitter, all did very nil for me. However, with Reedy, I'm willing to concede something is going on there. I haven't had a recallable dream in at least a month, maybe longer. And so the dreams I had during the night are particularly significant. Shortly after dosing, I felt a little strange, almost like I was entering into a waking dream, but I was still fully conscious and capable. I could have been, it could have been a placebo, but it's notable. I had some trouble actually getting to sleep and lied in bed for an hour and a half before conking out. That's when I was hit with intense, somewhat disturbing dream after dream after dream all night long. Probably the most disturbing and vividly recallable dream I had was an alternate hell version of this universe. I lived in a suburb in America and an extremist group that was like a combination of ISIS, neo-Nazis, and the KKK informed. That's like a lot of uh, varying degrees of racism. And yep. uh, that's QAnon. You know, yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I don't. I feel like ISIS is oh, well, yeah, to ISIS their vibe. Really in QAnon, so much, yeah, I but like whatever. Yeah. You know what? It's all. It's all a little kooky. And they were catching uh, black men and cutting off parts of them and forcing them to be naked in public. They broke into homes and took people in the night. I had a black friend in the dream, so they wanted to kill me, too, because they thought I was an end sympathizer. They broke into my home, and I hid in the garage under a blanket in the dark. When I woke up, I wasn't super scared or sweating or anything, but I was like, what the fuck? That what the fuck the hell was that? <laughs> Honestly, appropriate response if you've never really dreamed in years. <laughs> it, it really is. Despite the disturbing dreams, I felt clear-headed and calm. The next morning, I felt and still feel a sense of light euphoria, energy, clarity of mind, and enhancement of color. When I went outside, the colors in the grass were unusually distinguishable. I could see the blues of the grass so vividly. It's a beautiful day. This could be due to finally having some powerful dreams, which I've been lacking for a long time. A good night's rest does that a lot. I just want to point out for the record, this is fascinating. The When he says, I saw the grass and I saw the blues, it makes me think about in the past. This is not related to dreams at all, but the color blue was non-existent. It is the newest of the colors. It's like an unnatural color, right? Basically. It, basically, in the past, our ancestors saw everything. That would be like they would describe things as greens or shades of greens and blue wasn't a thing until I guess someone made it up. I don't know. Like there was no blue sky like blue wasn't like blue is a made up color that I guess always existed. But people just saw as I honestly don't know. Look it up. It's like a shade of green. Maybe. Yeah. They always thought it was shades of other things. That's really. And so I love the idea here. He's like, I can see the blue so vividly. It almost makes you think some dude got high. It was like, bro, there's another color, guys. Dude, that's blue. Oh, shit. That's a new color. Yeah, I don't know. Super interesting. Uh, the, 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 the feeling of afterward is familiar to how it felt uh, coming off of mushrooms. Similarly, you have like uh, for a couple weeks, it lasted of like a clear, a clarity of mind feeling very euphoric, kind of like I could see the forest of the trees for a while. I want to say color, like color enhancement was during the trip, but it didn't really happen afterward. Yeah. Um, but everything felt more saturated when you were like when I was, you know, on psilocybin, like HD sunglasses vibes. Yeah, would go, I literally just sat outside for a couple hours and just enjoyed like looking at like I noticed like moss on my fence that I hadn't noticed before and stuff like that. It was just very like, yeah, that's very familiar sounding Vivid. Uh, to me. Yeah, I like that. 
Well, do you guys think it's possible that substances can affect your dream state? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, or behaviors or possibly allow you to see visions of the future? Don't know about that last bit. If so, if not, how do you how do you explain Mr. Molotov's Thanksgiving? Like, assuming he's telling the truth, what happened? No, let's 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 even go further. Like, I'm not going to say no fully because of the countless uh, studies that are you can go read now from like the CIA and the FBI doing like remote viewing and like all that other stuff. And the results that they got overall were always very weird and fascinating. Like they would this uh, a group would be right like 67 percent of the time which was not enough to be sure of what they were saying, but they were right more often than they were wrong. There's a lot there. Uh, what it means, who fucking knows? It could mean nothing. It could just be, I don't know. Like, I don't know beyond anything I could understand, but I won't say fully. No, I won't say fully. No, it's impossible. Right. I vibe with that. Can I ask a question about this? The dude who posted this, when was this posted? Uh, this one was from 2018. I think. I, I mean, I still, it's still contemporary to the point where I was like, I feel like there was a lot of stuff happening in 2018 at the time that was very like uh, on his mind, white supremacy, you know? Yeah. 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 So not much different between now and then in that, in that regard, in terms of things getting better. But I think in 2018, things were pretty, you know, in the national conversation, things were pretty, dude got run over at a rally. Like it was bad. It was bad. People forget. It was pretty crazy. There for a little bit. It's still crazy, but it was like out there. Crazy in COVID. It got even worse. Um, Yeah. Have you guys ever used binaural beats or meditated to induce a dream state? Did you notice anything different about it? Like, no. do you think that it implies that there are different mindsets that can create different things? I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? I think so. No, I how do think you think so. it works? I mean, like, I think it could be like I've heard the binormal, the binor, by binaural, binaural stuff like works in meditation with like guided meditation stuff can definitely change how, I mean, there's already just different types of meditation alone that can do and achieve different things. And meditation is like very real. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it has to do with, uh, I, I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of like, yeah, very possible what's happening. I don't know, man. Cause like my, most of my research in ter- in like that world of like psychedelic drugs is almost exclusively with mushrooms and psilocybin. So I know that world more than anything else. I don't know what like the other stuff could be doing. And it's fascinating that it's different things. Like uh, salvia is a dopamine overload. Well, psilocybin is more of a, a DMT. Like, well, it's psilocybin itself is the, the drug doing it. Yeah, it's insane. It's It's like, I don't know. Like, it makes me feel like the mind is like actually an instrument for traveling through planes. I don't know. Like, like, well, that, that's the idea. Like, you're, you're talking about the ideas, like, you know, uh, in a scientific sense, I think a lot of uh, people, the theory is the brain is a consciousness generator, essentially. Like, like a radio dial. Our, our consciousness is generated through our brain synapses and stuff. But other people are like, well, what if it's like less of a, a generator and the brain is more of a receiver for consciousness or whatever it is? And, and that's why we can't figure out where it comes from. I don't know that that answers the binaural like this if you go to youtube right there's videos on there it's like this binaural audio will knock you out so quick you have the most vivid dreams and i never click them because i'm i'm not gonna lie it seems like a scam oh yeah first off definitely but more importantly every time i'm like they're gonna try and brainwash me every time i think that way i'm like yeah yeah i want you to have access to my brain waves bro but Maybe that's the vibe is that you need your apes. Get your apes. You need bored apes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Crypto.com. So there's like, I wonder if there's a thing about brainwaves and then the, the audio waves of the binaural syncing up in a way that it lowers your heart rate and like makes you more calm. And that's, you can sleep more. There's, I feel like that's at the base level what it is, but honestly, I don't know anything about it. So they could be getting me to buy bored ape. In which case it's possible. Taking my money. That's a terrible investment. Uh, It's interesting too. Cause at least with psilocybin, what it does with the brain is, uh, you know, where you're, they believe your personality, who you are to be, kind of that part of the brain, the amygdala, I think it is, or that area. It's more active than the rest part of your brain uh, through MRI 100%. scans. Yeah. It's way more active. But with uh, psilocybin, it, uh, especially if you do like a higher dose, it brings the activity of that brain down to equal levels with the rest of your brain. And that's mm-hmm. when people uh, say they feel that ego death, where they feel like they're one with everything. They don't really feel like they're an individual. Everything's kind of connected. And then it kind of cold reboots it essentially when the when a mushroom when the psilocybin wears off, you see the activity slowly come back. And uh, during that is where they say the neuro new neural pathways are generated during that for like scientific purposes. But that wouldn't be the same thing with something like salvia, which is just know, yeah. flooding you with dopamine. But yeah, but does that bring that activity down though? I would imagine a, a flooding of dopamine wouldn't. Do I don't that. think I, if it's just flooding with dopamine, that's not messing with your neural pathways. That's literally just like that's not the same. I am experiencing a thing, and then it's over. So, like the guy in Reddit said, it's more of a psychotic break kind of feeling than I think what psilocybin does. It's just different. But do they achieve the same thing? Is I guess the question. I don't know. I would assume not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily the same thing. But if right. it's if that's the organ that it's affecting, right? Like. You know, it's interacting with the rest, or it's creating our experience of it. The same filter, right? Yeah. Um, but would you guys ever do it? Would you guys ever try yeah. like the dream bean or the or the binaural like dream walk? I would. I would make a full episode. I've proposed this to you off air. Yeah. The three of us in a room. We just get on the drugs, film it all, put out the episode, and explain the stuff we saw after the fact. I'm I'm in. We do like oh, I episode mean, yeah, one where it's like, like this is the thing. This is acid. Yeah. Yeah. And Let's, then well, yeah. we just do it and then we have like all right, so here's our conversation afterwards. Yeah. Um guys, I saw a dog and he told me the future. <laughs> Alex is dead. We miss him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex is just Alex gone killed for some in a freak ham accident. He walked into a door that wasn't there, but he's gone in real life. <laughs> and one of the things that he brought from the other world is still on the table. We don't know where he is. He walked into the reality where Chiluminati was. Mathis, uh, abducted by aliens, finally got what he wanted. It's sadly, I, only I was left, me and the dog that talked. I, I've done mushrooms twice, hoping to see aliens. Instead, I had emotional journeys and breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I wanted. Maybe that's the alien, bro. Maybe that's the alien. They, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. The alien was the emotions we had along the way. I'd also be down to do something along the lines of like, we all try to make a, like attempt meditation for a month. And then we do an episode about that. And like uh, what it was like. Yeah. Like I'm in, in the idea of like doing things that yeah. are paranormal or supernatural is interesting to me for sure. I agree. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Do you think that you guys would be more convinced that dreams can predict the future with more concrete, well-documented, believable examples? Well, yeah. I mean, we would need it, but how do you prove it other than like that, that it was dreamed before? Like how concrete? Well, luckily, that's exactly the topic of our next module, Oniromancy case studies in the field. All right. All right. You got me. I'm in. This is a list of real world examples I selected from the archives at Chiluminati 
that uh, they've 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 collected as some of the best documented examples of dreams predicting real world events that history has ever seen. Okay. First things first, almost 11 years ago to the day now, on February 11th, 2013, an Italian woman who went by the name at Yolanda de Mena on Twitter uh, tweeted this, which Mathis will read for us now thanks to Google Translate. <clears throat> My boyfriend woke up last night at 4 a.m. saying he had dreamed of a new pope called Francis I and that today Benedict will resign. So that was on February 11th, 2013. Um, the tweet was deleted. Between when I started researching this episode and when uh, it and now, but I did have a link to the tweet at one point, um, but it's gone now. Um, but uh, Pope Benedict announced his resignation 17 days later on February 28th, 2013, and w- was indeed succeeded by Pope Francis, who was born George or Jorge Mario Bergoglio on March 13th, uh, 2013. Chiluminati agents included an addendum that, according to Business Insider, a lawyer named Christopher Connors bought and launched the website PopeFrancis.com three years earlier in 2010 with no explanation. But today it looks to be some kind of dead redirect to, va- to like a Vatican City URL. So IDK, or is that what hmm. .va is? I don't know what .va is. I assume .va is .vatican. Yeah, that would, that's, that would be my guess too. That's what I'm assuming, but it could be like fucking .virginia for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, I dude, that'd be a .gov, bro. Like, be would, dot, would, what happens when you guys go gov. to PopeFrancis.com? Are you guys getting a dead site too? Because it says his name to me as the header, but it's a dead website. Yeah, it's stuck loading. Oh, hold on. No, I'm in. Says, not secure. It says ref, uh, Vatican.va refused to connect. What do you got? You got something different? Well, I got I got at the top same thing. It said not secure, and then it said Vatican.va refused yeah, to connect. Yeah, but the top says Pope Francis, uh, and then it says the Holy See. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell this website is. Uh, I don't know if it's the same website that was there. But what do you think about this? What do you think about this tweet? This tweet was real. I can I can verify that this tweet was real. Uh, it's a weird one. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Vatican.va is a real website. Oh, I can't get into it. Well, I just mean and it, this 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 person said, "My boyfriend woke up at 4 a.m. He said he dreamed of a new pope called Francis the 1st and yeah. that Benedict's going to resign." And that happened. It did? Like that's too specific to be just a pure guess, right? Like the fact that he pulled the name out that it's going to be Francis, right? The only thing I can think of is, and I'm not trying to skepticize it. I'm just, it, what, the only thing I can think of to explain it away is there used to be a Twitter account called like Beyonce something or other. And they had a bunch of old posts that predicted things that would happen. But it came out that you could, uh, by some weird backend HTML something, you could like adjust it so that the date was changed. Date was different, yeah. Uh, than what you actually posted. Like, you could manually do it and trick the site to provide a different date. I'll, t- I'll say this. I went to this I went to this tweet. I saw this tweet on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. You could go to the tweet would act- actively say the date underneath it, even if it was the wrong date. Oh, wow. Okay. But so, now it's gone. Yeah, the tweet is now gone. it's gone. But yeah. I did physically view this tweet on the actual website. I can verify. So it's it's gone in the last few days? I don't know about the last few days. It's been a couple, I, I, you know, a month, a couple months, somewhere in there. I don't know. I, I kind of like work on all my episodes at once. So it's kind of random and when pa- I do. Still, past couple of months, it's still pretty recent overall. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, that's yeah. like weird that it got bopped. Yeah. So that's one. That's one weird dream thing that happened. Up next, in May of 1979, an office manager in Cincinnati called David Booth had the same dream 10 nights in a row of a plane flipping over and crashing into the runway in flames. At first, he just thought it was weird, but after it happened so many times in a row exactly the same way, 
He actually contacted the FAA, who apparently took his description seriously and narrowed the craft down to either a DC-10 or a Boeing 727. But since he had no dates or details besides that this crash was going to happen somewhere, somehow, there was nothing anyone could do, and he had his last nightmare on May 24th, 1979. The next morning, on May 25th, minutes after takeoff from O'Hare Airport in Chicago, American Airlines Flight 191 crashed after one of the engines came away from the wing, damaging both the wiring and hydraulic systems of the plane, and the pilot lost control. Booth watched this unfold in horror from home in front of his TV, and he was investigated several times by the authorities uh, for making the uh, prediction, but was never a suspect in the crash, which was later attributed to sloppy maintenance. Uh, Also, Chaluminati agents include the addendum that Lindsay Wagner, the actress who played the bionic woman, and I think also the president in Death Stranding, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was supposed to board that flight, but went home from the airport with a horrible stomach illness before she did and tightness. And apparently when she got in the car to leave, she was immediately fine, but she did not get on the plane and therefore lived. What do you think about that? I mean, that's fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess the flip side needs to be, what about all the other people that died? Maybe they didn't True. have dreams about it, right? Like that we know of. I know also, uh, just this is something that I just called to mind just now, <clears throat> that I believe Seth MacFarlane, uh, the Family Guy guy, like was supposed to be on the 9-11 plane. That's yes. Yep, 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 yep. That's true. And he just like didn't, he like felt like he shouldn't go or he like missed it for some reason. Forget why. But yeah, there was like a, we- it was one of those weird synchronicities where it was either he like had a hunt or for some reason. Yeah. I do want to point out Lindsay Wagner was awake and not asleep when she had this, but the guy had the dream 10 nights in a row, the 10 nights leading up to the crash. That's pretty crazy. And he was, he was upset about it enough when oh, he overslept due to a hangover. Sorry. I had to look it up. He overslept due to a hangover. <laughs> McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not the same thing. Not oniromancy. No, no, just, no. But still, still. Hey, you know, good reason as ever. Just hed- hed- hedonism. Then the last example we have comes from October 19th, 1966. Errol Mae Jones, 10-year-old girl in the Welsh mining village of Aberfan, told her mother, and I'm so sorry if I pronounce anything wrong, uh, told her mother that she had a horrible dream where she found out that her school was gone and in its place was just a big black pile covering where it used to be. Uh, And apparently in the week prior to this, she had also mentioned that she wasn't afraid to die because she'd be with her friends Peter and June soon, who had also died young, scaring the shit out of her mom. Uh, Unfortunately, two days later, on October 21st, 1966, was the Aberfan mining disaster, uh, which you might have thought of the moment I mentioned the name if you're from the area where it happened. Uh, Basically, a colliery spoil tip that they'd started, which is basically like mining waste pile, slag heap, uh, that they'd started above the village on the mountain eight years earlier, got saturated with water and slid down the hill in a slurry, killing 144 people in the village, which unfortunately 116 of which were children. uh, Because right in the tip's path was the Pankless Junior School uh, where Errol died in class. Uh, As a horrible addendum, the Chiluminati agents include that Errol School had sent a petition to the National Coal Board three years earlier complaining of the danger, and it had even slipped once in 1965, but nobody was hurt, so nothing was done, and it was never investigated, because it would probably end up closing the mine. Anyway, capitalism kills. Uh, 
next module Safety, safety's uh rules are written in blood dude yeah i mean the- and if i'm gonna be totally cynical about this like this story of this girl is like heart-wrenching and stuff and could be you know like part of the message of like we should have done something about this earlier because that turned out being uh it ended up being quite a big deal this like idea yeah. that they didn't do anything and it was like a whole big scandal and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. um so maybe this story of her having this dream of dying and being like excited to see her dead friends and stuff is like part of that you know could be but i don't think so i think this is just like a weird scary scary sort of interesting Freak, story that has come out of this thing. because yeah. there's always sort of weird um paranormalness around disasters you know mothman uh you know aside people always have these sort of like dreamlike moments in the in the time leading up to disasters and and stuff like that you always hear stuff like that so I don't know. In this case, it's a dream that's like that. And I've heard plenty of things like this to to not totally ignore the notion that somebody could do this. That's the best I can say about this. But man, what a fucked up thing to have. Um, Yeah, that's that's just a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, The next module is like kind of more like a workbook type thing for me. But I think I did a pretty good job if I do say so myself. This one is called... Well, you'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to save the title for this one because it's a spoiler. Basically, the Chiluminati revealed to me that they're a huge fan of dreams. That's the, that's the big thing that they wanted to say. say. They're really interested in dreams right now, as you can tell by their movie tastes. Um, but more specifically, they, they wanted me to present these next three accounts of dreams from our subreddit. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, AKA, because I promised that I would do some, we would do some dream interpretations uh, in the dreams episode. Uh, AKA people that they've identified. This is people that the Chiluminati have identified as pen- potential Chiluminironauts. I'm going to have to take this one up with the guys upstairs. That's terrible. That's truly awful. Yeah, they need to work on that. Chiluminauts, Onironauts, Chiluminironauts. Right. No, it doesn't make it good. Dream no, yeah, no. sailors of the Chiluminati persuasion. Yeah, no, it's no. Yeah, this is real, by the you way. Let them, you let them know. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take whatever punishment, but I, I disagree with this one. Yeah, first of all, I want to say this is real. Second of all, I will do that. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> so, they, so they wanted to, uh, so they wanted to potentially, they wanted to see what we thought of their potential Chilumanironaut candidates. And they also want, they want to ask Jesse to interpret the dreams now that we've learned so much more about the nature of dreams and, some of the, and, and pondered some of the mysteries of dreams. And maybe Great. I've learned a lot today. I'm ready. Yeah, and maybe incorporating the idea that maybe dreams could possibly be literally connected to reality in some way. Maybe in some way we don't know in some sort of quantum way. I'll do it. I'm honest. I got this. First one is called Dream Telepathy. It's from a user called Poke Kells, whom full disclosure I may be engaged to marry. Uh, but she finally caught up on all the episodes and actually just wrote this naturally after listening to our last episode. So I scooped it. Here it is. Listening to the end of this man part one, I was thinking about a weird dream experience I had. In my dream, I saw my brother at a funeral and he was crying. I didn't know why I couldn't get closer to comfort him and I had to stay away, uh, stay at a certain distance away. When I woke up, I felt like I should call him because he looked so sad. And when I did, he told me he was all fine. I told him about my dream and he got really freaked out. He told me that the same night he had a dream where his friend's dad had died and he had to go to his funeral. In our reality, the person in question was fine, but it was unsettling that I had seen the funeral that my brother had dreamed about. I can't explain it, but listening today reminded me of this. So I wanted to share. Have you ever guys had anything weird like that happen? 
I well, other than that one time when I, me and my mom were like, "Don't get on the cruise," and they were like, "What cruise?" I think it's cool. I, I definitely ha- remember having uh, when I was a kid, and this could be—I mean, there's a logical reason you can explain this, but uh, my mom and myself had shared a very similar dream about my grandmother coming to visit and talk to us. This is post my grandmother having passed at the time. Sure. So I was like, nah, eh, my grandmother passed when I was eight. So this is probably like right around eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. Those couple of years afterward, nothing just like talking and hand checking in on and making sure everything was good. Like that's all it was. I don't really remember the details of then it being like a pleasant kind of like conversation and having that conversation with my mom in the morning being like, I dreamed about grandma. And my mom's like, whoa, so did I. What was your dream like? And, you know, it was just like a weird similarity. But also it could be because we were just both thinking about her that day or something along those lines. You never know. Hmm. Yeah, it's like it's coincidental enough that it's significant. Yeah. Something crosses the line where you're like, that's like a little too uncanny. I don't know. I don't know how there, there's a feeling to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I feel if you dream about death, it may take away your breath, but if the subject is living, be more forgiving. <laughs> that's fucking good, dude. Is that from the fucking, uh, I got that from Mesopotamia, dude. Yeah, this is from the Mesopotamia dream book. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Eat a raven. You're in a money haven. <laughs> yeah, Baby. exactly. Money you'll be saving. See, you just need to modernize the rhymes, but we got it. If you ingest a raven, there is some money that you will be saving. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> next one. Next one comes from... Uh, a user called Easily Offended Fuhrer. Hello, today I had sleep paralysis. I've had it a few times in my life, (laughs) and each time it was pretty scary. Not very descriptive of me, but today's experience made them feel like simple anxiety. Like a trip gone slightly awry. In truth, today's experience was not only terrifying, it was also pretty weird. Normally, sleep paralysis feels, well, paralyzing. You know you're asleep and where you are, but with some folks, they might see or feel presences or hear things that are generally creepy. Today, I became conscious of this during a nightmare I was already having. This started at my great-grandparents' house in the northwest part of the States. The nightmare started off with me visiting them. Uh, I miss them, to be honest. They lived in a trailer where a regular house might have been. They had a stellar yard and fences all over to keep the privacy. At the start, there was a group of dogs that looked like they were uh, were built for murder. Demon shit, honestly. They <laughs> greeted me with barks that seemed normal enough, though. And I could see past the fence my great-grandmother, and I could see past the fence my great-grandmother in the dark of the door inviting me in. I remember it seemed weird that it was dark in their house during the day. So I go in and the door closes behind me and it's just darkness. And then I found myself sleeping on their couch. At this point, I'm still just in a dream. So my actions aren't thought out. I give, I get up to look uh, at their Elvis clock. Okay. <laughs> I did so for a certain amount of time, obviously unclear how long, but Then I heard peeing from the bathroom. I got excited. I got excited because I haven't seen my grandfather since he passed. And the stream was clearly coming from a standing position. So I looked (laughs) over and saw this uh, door. Saw the sorry was open. 
I assume maybe that, I don't know. Saw the sorry was open to the bathroom. I walk over to turn the light on for him, but then the room was empty. No one was peeing. Scary, right? (laughs) It was then I remembered they were both passed on. And I remembered uh, I'm in the East Coast. I figured I'd wake up soon back on my couch, but then I felt them. Presences that stole the images of my fond family memories. I was awake at that point in terms of sleep paralysis. Awake in the way to know what's going on. I could feel my body. I could feel the desire to move a toe or finger or even let out some of my voice to break the phenomenon. But the things that took the image of my but the things that took the image of my family held me in the nightmare. I truly felt like I was in two places at once, experiencing a nightmare and the paralysis. They were malicious. I felt anger. There was a hesitation in them to touch me, and when they got close, I could hear the dogs bark and they would stop. It made them angrier. I remember feeling like they were insulting me, cursing me, that I was at fault for something. I was in danger there. I knew this like how you know when you're hungry. They are meant to harm me. I stopped struggling to get out of it. I really thought I was going to die on my brother's couch where I was physically at. I remember wondering what the cause of my death would look like to others. I wondered why they had to take the image of some some of the only adults that were nice to me when I was a kid. I knew I wasn't truly them. Or it wasn't truly them. It was around then the dogs came up. Most barking one licked me and then I was out of it. That place. I was still in sleep paralysis though, not being able to move. No matter how I tried, I could feel the light from the window and smell my sweat, but I was stuck. Their presence still lingered around, but less intense. A part of me worries. I brought the nightmare back, but I felt confident and struggled to wake up from a bit longer For a bit longer before I actually did. I woke up by trying to kick as hard as I could. Works every time after a few attempts. I made myself some gamer energy drink and stood outside for a bit to calm down. For me, the scariest part of this experience was the silence. A few times I had sleep paralysis. I could hear an army of whispers and felt like I was surrounded by a crowd. This was a distinct two malicious beings. That said, nothing but channeled utter malevolence towards me. There was no misunderstanding what it meant. Well, that is the abrupt ending to my story. Thanks to whoever reads. Would love to hear any sleep paralysis stories from the boys or the sub in general. It's chill to read on the chill. Love the pot. Did Alex, did you write this? It's chill to read on the chill. Love the podcast. Hope to be confused by Alex more. No, never mind. This is definitely. This is definitely someone who's dealing with how <laughs> did I write this? Hope Mathis, <laughs> hope Mathis van claps, alien <laughs> cheeks, and may they be redheaded for Jesse. Much love Ivan. P.S. What is writing structure, bro? I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote in red pen on his own shit. What you were going to write in red pen on his shit. <laughs> yeah. I had a, like, you know what? Plus five points for that. At least he understood. Well, what do you think about that? An, a malevolent pair of, demonic entities co-opting the memories of his dead family members to suck his memories out 
What are we talking Sounds about? Sounds like he, he should be writing a fucking script for A24 and go make a movie. Do you think he encountered a dream entity or do you think he had a symbolic dream that should be interpreted? I think it's interpreted and he's probably suffering from sleep paralysis, as he said early in the, the thing at the very top. He says he got sleep paralysis in the middle of a nightmare. Like he he like went from it being a nightmare to sleep paralysis. I mean, that is the definition of sleep paralysis is when your body or your consciousness or mind wakes up before your body is out of the paralysis that puts itself into dream. Yeah. So, Jesse, are you going to interpret it for us? Because you did take all that in. I feel like the key here is when grandfather's peeing, but you're not seeing, if you wake on the couch, your dreams, I will vouch. Yo, there you go. Okay. It made, it has a, it has a slight message to it. It carries meaning. <laughs> I didn't have much time to come up with yeah, on that no, time. No, I got it. No, this just hit me. You nailed it. Uh, I mean, you nailed the, the rhyme scheme at the very least. Dr. Seussian. Very Dr. Dr. Seussian. It, it feels, to me, this feels like the opposite of the story that I closed the pod out with last time, uh, mm-hmm. where Grant Morrison met the beings from, like, the other place that showed him how, like, realities are born of our own perceptions of reality right this is yeah, like no no i know this I is like that. a more like vampiric sort of entity that's like taking the reality that you made by like siphoning it off of you do you think the dc multiverse is soft disclosure i think that it might even be unconscious disclosure yeah, yeah all right i like it. i think the truth might be emerging from our subconscious in a in a way that is uh you know, unexpected. Did you see the, it, it dropped like an hour or two to three hours ago at the time of this recording, but the Martin Scorsese ad for the Super Bowl? No. It's about aliens. <laughs> it's about aliens being in the skies above us the entire time and us not looking up and being in our phones. And at the very end, the whole thing is like a Squarespace ad. It says like reality is what you make it or something. It's all aliens and it's all grays and it's all UFOs and it's fucking, I'm like, soft disclosure, baby. Martin Scorsese alien ad for the Super Bowl. What, uh, what, I mean, hey, all for Squarespace, I guess. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I got one more for you to read here. Uh, I'm going to drop this one in Twitter too, just because I don't want to, I just want to be safe. Uh, So there it is. Give it a read for us, and then we can, we can close out from here. My recurring nightmare. Uh, so this dream might be triggering for some people. Just a heads up. It's pretty violent and graphic. Added an 18 plus tag just in case. There's some additional context, but I'll save it for after I share the dream. Just so you get, don't, uh, just so you get dragged along the same journey I went on with this. Got it. I used to have this dream about once a month for several years. It is very realistic and lifelike. It starts with me walking through a dark forest at night. I can hear the sound of footsteps all around in the forest like several people walking in the dark all around me. I start to walk faster. The longer I walk, the faster and more aggressive those other footsteps become. At some point, it starts raining blood, and I begin to hear whispering from all around me uh, as well. It isn't like a bunch of people whispering, just different indecipherable things, but rather like many people all whispering the same incomprehensible thing at the same time. The best way I could describe it would be like the uh, hiss incantation from the game Control. Uh, and I bet Jesse knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're I talking do. about, too. Me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the hiss is cool. Uh, I got that cat around. suit. I played the shit out of that game. 
Around this point in the dream, I start running and suddenly I can hear yelling and see flashlights pointing around in the forest all around me until one lands directly on me. Then somebody starts shooting a rifle at me. At this point, I burst out running into a clearing in the trees to see a huge dirt mound. I climb to the top of the dirt mound to realize I am climbing over dead bodies. Then I see a grenade on the ground in front of me. I never hear or even feel it go off, but I feel myself get picked up off my feet and land head uh, and land head first on the mound of dirt and bodies. The mound opens up and swallows me. The last thing I remember before I wake up is the smell of fresh grass and the sound of a helicopter. I always woke up physically shaking. I would have to sit on the edge of my bed and calm myself. So the context, so uh, the context, I have complex PTSD. I learned later in therapy this nightmare was the result of my abusive now ex significant other repeatedly poking at one of my very clearly established PTSD triggers on purpose to get a negative reaction out of me. She sucked. The nightmare itself was just a whole bunch of fragments from different traumatic memories uh, of mine melding together into one single Frankenstein's monster of of a night terror, though I'm not going to go into much detail about my own experiences. The lesson here is to be kind to one another, respect boundaries, and be supportive of those you care about. If you don't, it can have some awful negative consequences for any relationship. Not that this girl ever cared about that. Oh, and don't worry. I am doing much better now. I dumped that girl after she stole my PlayStation and sold that at a pawn shop. Dude, I would have same thing out. You're out. Get on the street. That's my PlayStation. Uh, But that's a whole other story for those of you going through the aftermath of a traumatic experience, no matter what the experience might have been. Just know that all the normal day to day things that seem much harder than they should right now do, in fact, get easier as you learn to sort of live again though it takes time and healing. Survivor's guilt got easier for me as I learned to keep living for those people. It gets better. Currently living with the love of my life in a very positive and supporting relationship and couldn't be happier. Cheers, everyone. Wish you all the best, my fellow Chaluminauts. And yes, totally fine to read on the show. Yeah, so that's the end of this episode. Patreon.com slash Chaluminati pod. I just wanted to say, like, I picked this one for the end because I think it's a good illustration of kind of the point I'm trying to walk us towards here which is just you know obviously it's sort of a esoteric sort of philosophical kind of point more than anything and i don't even know if it's philosophical so much as it's just like metaphysical uh yeah but like we're talking about aliens and we're talking about redefining aliens as beings from another uh reality right or another dimension, or another another plane, as as Grush is starting to be careful to call them, rather than referring to them as uh, people from another planet, right? Yeah. And it just seems so interesting that, like, if you consider the brain and our imagination as, like, a way to travel through realities based on our own perceptions and what our brain is, is an interface with some sort of substance called reality, right? Like, is there much of a difference between like, could aliens be in our dreams? Could aliens be dream entities? Could dreams be other realms? Could things that we make up or dream about or think of like even the aliens in fiction, could they be, subconscious representations of real aliens could it all just be one concept could the concept of aliens be aliens is that weird is it all no, aliens because we've, we've kind of talked about in that 
kind of idea before the idea that like maybe they are what they are due to our own perception of what we think is real and they kind of recreate them or they like use that as a way to like our brain uses that as a way to like interpret again like uh, my favorite example is like what if our brain is built for linux and they're like on windows essentially and you know we're trying to like perceive whatever this information is and which our brain just does it the best way it can. And that can be fucking chaotic and broken. Yeah, like an ant just can't walk up to you and like start speaking English or even like ant ease that you can't translate. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not so or simple. Or even like, go to the other, like, even further, dolphins and whales who do have some sort of primitive vocal communication, you know, they can't just swim up and start chirping at us to know what the fuck that, you know, where they're saying. Is there a term for like compatible, like this, like a sphere of compatible consciousnesses? Do you know what I mean? Like, like okay, like, like the, I can the, look at a dog, and the dog and me are like in the same sphere of compatible consciousnesses. In that, like, we both oh. are aware that each other's consciousness exists, right? Same That's thing. Hard like, to tell, man, because like there was a recent study, and, and this was like uh, like six months ago, within the past six months, that showed that uh, even fish have a level of self awareness. Um, I forget how they did it in the study, but you can read it. But it's like. Yeah, I think there is levels of, I don't know if you want to call it consciousness. Well, but I mean, like, self-awareness is one thing, but like, it's like, I you s- have to be conscious to be self-aware, well, like, right? But it's also like, I can perceive of a dog as another living creature because of the way I see the world. Can an ant even, is an ant even aware that a dog exists? I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the dog knows that we are a living thing. It just thinks we're like a weird dog or yeah, something. Like yeah, like a dog probably has similar perception to us because we can kind of like perceive each other fairly accurately. It's like, I don't know. There's something to that. I don't know. There's something to that. And I think that yeah. maybe like that notion with aliens would help us understand it you're, better. You're asking questions that we can't answer because we still don't even know where consciousness is or how it's generated or where it's, you know, whatever. Well, that's exactly why I think this dreams angle is kind of interesting because it's not really i didn't do this to make an episode about aliens i just thought it was interesting the way that 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 dreams are kind of like this veil between uh different realities and our own brains and the way that quantum physics has sort of shown us that our brains and physics are more closely related than we thought Um, the multiverse storylines and dream walking in the mcu are all soft even just like inception was like in 2010 yeah, man. And the way that yeah. we think about reality now versus the way that we think about reality in 2010 is like totally yeah. different. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's a fascinating topic and one that can bring existential dread to many people. Uh, yeah. Me. So. Hold on. Do you not want to hear the ancient Sumerian response to that dream, Alex? We're just going to move on. Well, I was going to let you close out the whole episode with it. Yeah. You don't yeah. want you don't want to say that you don't want me to say that. The response to this dream about blood rain and and uh, of course I of I literally I, love that game, uh, dude. I want you to say it as the the very last the, the last word on this whole thing. I'm sure the wisdom is going to be deep. It is very deep. Oh, you want me to say it now? Yeah, we're here. This is it. I have nothing else to say. Uh, I oh, guess. I thought. I, oh, okay. I thought we were going to wait to the end. Guess what the H's mean? Uh, fight with each other about what episode eight H eight is. patreoncom slash pod. Jesse, take it away. Final word. In the words of Gilgamesh, forests at night may give you a fright, and blood rain from the sky may lead you to die. But if your ex sells your PlayStation, run away without hesitation. Damn. There it is.
That's conventional pragmatic wisdom for the modern human being. There from Gilgamesh. Go. Yeah. Word for word. Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy it's in, the, VI. it's in the saga. Yeah. Says that to Enkidu. Like, uh-huh. bro, if she steals your PlayStation, get out. Get out without hesitation. <laughs> yeah. Gilgamesh loves Final Fantasy 16. He thinks it's a great direction for the series. <laughs> He's hyped to see innovation in such a stuffy old franchise. It's like the James Bond of games. He loves it. Uh, that's it. Get us out of here. All right. See you guys next week. We're off to do a mini soda. Patreon.com. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by the... I don't know who they are. There's two. One. Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer. No. Neo and Trinity. No. I don't understand, and I probably never will. Let me just tell you right now that there's two... Kennedy and Claire Redfield. I'm telling you, I think he literally just looked up famous duos. Cheech and Chong. And it's been going through the list ever since. I'm trying to dig deep. Which one of you is uh, Dick Powell? Me? Your name's Jesse Cox. <laughs> I want to love Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by Alex and Jesse. Like a shooting star across the sky that's actually a UFO.